Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur swashbuckler. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want to engage with you. I want you to be part of the conversation, part of the show. So, find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, and uh, on the Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. Catch up! With all things Colt Sebastian Taylor at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. And my friends, if you just can't quite get here on Saturdays at 11 a.m., the podcast version of the show is available at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. All right, my fantastic and pith-helmeted friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up, some music news, uh, some unfortunate sad music news. Uh, Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts uh, passed away this week at the age of 80. Lived a very nice, long life. Uh, he joined the Rolling Stones in 1963. Uh, widely regarded one of the best rock drummers of all times, uh, along with uh, Keith Richards and uh, Mick Jagger, formed the core of the Rolling Stones. Um, he, uh, was notably less flashy than, uh, Mick Jagger or Keith Richards, uh, but, uh, were lifelong friends, obviously. Uh, he had some, uh, no word yet of what he passed away from, but at age 80, he, uh, you know, it, he was, he was an older gentleman. Uh, he, uh, was relatively healthy throughout his entire career, uh, unlike the, you know, some of, some of the substance abuse of his other bandmates. Uh, he did have throat cancer in 2004, dealt with a little substance abuse himself in the 1980s, uh, but uh, was, you know, just going along, playing the drums. Uh, earlier this month, uh, he was announced that he was not going to be travel, travel be able to travel uh, with the band in their No Filter Tour in 2021 after a medical procedure. Uh, no word what that exactly was or whatnot. But, um, but yeah, unfortunately, he, uh, he did, uh, pass away. Uh, a lot of, um, other artists paid tribute to him, including Elton John, um, Paul McCartney, as well as, uh, Pete Townsend, uh, all said very, very warm things about him. And, uh, apparently, um, he has spent, uh, when he wasn't rocking out with the Rolling Stones, Spent lots of his life uh, with his uh, wife, Shirley Ann Shepard, who married in 1964, had a daughter in 1968, and spent a lot of his life uh, breeding Arabian horses in England. So that is a, uh, that is a very, very, <laughs> that's a very good life to live. Very good life to live. So once again, Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts passed away this week at the age of 80. Moving along with additional music news, uh, some disheartening news in the in the juggalo uh, world. 
Uh, Juggalos, those being uh, devotee and fans of the Insane Clown Posse, noted long-running uh, Detroit rap duo, uh, Violent J uh, revealed this week he has a heart condition uh, and uh, will be having a farewell tour with the group as they begin to scale back their concerts and whatnot. Um, uh, Violent J, uh, known as Joseph Bruce on his driver's license, uh, has been uh, diagnosed with uh, atrial fibrillation. Fib fibrillation uh, involves abnormal heart rhythm, unfortunately. Uh, 49-year-old said that uh, they can't be doing things the way they are going to do it. So, um, along with his uh, other partner, Shaggy Too Dope, uh, he announced that they will be doing a farewell tour next, next year with dates in U.S., Canada, and Europe, and Australia. Um, uh, they're going to, uh, they're going to call it the slow tour because they can only do, he can only do three or four shows a week because of his, of his heart condition and whatnot. But, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think it actually is a, uh, is a good thing for him. I mean, uh, not being, that he's taking his health seriously. I mean, if you, if I had a heart condition that says, you know, Colt, you can't be doing radio shows, I'm like, okay, well. I can't do radio shows then. So, um, according to according to him, he says the doctors say that he can't do can't be too amped on. Uh, doctors says are not too amped on me doing shows. This is a quote, but it's not a wise move to get out and play six nights a week with a heart situation. So they are, uh, like I said, their fans are known as uh, Juggalos. Uh, they do we kind of they mean much like other fans of other uh, big groups they go camping and follow their tour around and whatnot it's a very it's a very interesting uh group of people i don't know too many juggalos but they 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 tend to stick out uh but don't worry friends this is not the end of insane clown posse uh they do plan to have you know perform well once a month at special events get together yearly um and you know he could get better down the line. Uh, continue to continue to do music, and um, you know, put out albums. Uh, he found out that he had the condition because he went to the doctor because he found himself frequently winded, um, just making short walks on his property and whatnot. And uh, he had to go to the hospital a few times and had to have an emergency fibrillation, which I believe is when they get your heart back into order whatnot. But anyways, uh, some sad news for Juggalos out there that the St. Count Clown Posse will be dialing back their activities in order to make sure that uh, Violent J's heart uh, remains healthy. Uh, he, does, he does now have a heart condition. You know. But pushing 50 ain't easy. Pushing 50 ain't easy. So, uh, best wishes there, Mr. Violent J. Uh, hope you uh, get all the treatment you need and uh, you continue to put out music that your fans do enjoy oh so much. Next up, what? wait, what? What's that? Yes, my friends, it's a Kanye West update. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Ah, my favorite. I, I mean, can't wait till he runs for president again. But uh, probably because I talked about Kanye West so much last year. These stories just seem to pop up magically. Kanye West has filed papers in an L.A. court to change his name to Yee. 
Y-E. Yep, Yee. He's also known as Yeezy, Yeezer, Yeemeister. I don't know. It, 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 it's his moniker. Uh, but he's going to legally change his name to Yee. Um, so he said about a few years ago that he wanted to be referred to as Yee going forward. But he has now filed legal paperwork to legally change his name to Yee. Even on Twitter, even though his handle is at Kanye West, his uh, profile name is just Yee. Now you probably say to yourself, why change his name to Yee and not Yeezy or Yeezus? Uh, two other names he has gone uh, over by over the years. Well, friends, it's it's biblical. It's biblical. Uh, he says that uh, quote quote um, he believes that Yee is the most commonly used word in the Bible. I'm reading from here. And in the Bible, it means you. And he said, so I'm you, I'm us, it's us. It went from Kanye, which means only one, to ye, just being a reflection of our good, our bad, our confused, and everything. The album is more of a reflection of who we are. So, uh, ye being meaning you, most commonly word in the Bible. Uh, Fun fact, though, um, that part of that notion is apparently just an old English translation translation of you. Okay, ye is just old English for you, whereas the Hebrew and Greek version of the Bible, which was written first in that, um, are totally different. And um, depending on what part of the Bible, what translation of the Bible you read, ye may not even appear in that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Kanye West is just being, well, ye, ye, is just being ye. So, um, I guess, you know what, I, I'm not going to make fun of him changing his name if that's why he feels that his name is, to be consistent and whatnot. Uh, so, I will respect his decision here of changing his name, um, though I may still refer to him as Kanye West just for uh, organizational purposes because I feel like not a lot of people are going to know that his name is now, or will be, legally, Yee. Yee. <laughs> so that is your Kanye West monthly update. Kanye West, pretty soon, will be known as Yee. So, Mark... Mark your uh, address books. Now, there's one person whose name will never be changed because it is just embodies who he is. It's my friend DJ DC, and he has a show here, my friends, on AWSM Radio DC Live. In effect, he mixes it up every Friday at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m. You do not want to miss out while he smashes it on the ones and twos. He's kicking the beats from his. Yeeless South Florida Compound Week in and week out You really need to listen Mark your calendars I mean you're listening to me Either 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 Saturday at 11 Or a Sunday at 11 So Friends You you already missed Friday It's okay You can catch us Friday But you can catch him On Sunday At 10pm Listen to my friend DC And his great show DC Live In Effect Right here on AWSM Radio. Moving on to entertainment news. 
Hey, if you're like me, you have heard in passing about a show called Downton Abbey. Have I ever seen it? No. But I hear it's very good. Anyways, a new sequel film is in the works. Uh, Downton Abbey went off the air in 2016. That was five years ago, folks, just so you know. Um, and in 2019, they made a movie. But they are working on, working on making a new movie called Downton, a Downton Abbey, A New Era, which I have to say, not impressed with the title, but fine, fine, whatever. Um, but they're, they're working on it. Uh, as you know, Downton Abbey is an ensemble cast. There are lots and lots of people in the show, so it is a little difficult to get them all together, but they are working on it. Uh, some of them are very, very eager to re, uh, to, uh, to do their roles again. Uh, apparently there'll be a few new faces, uh, along with the original cast. Uh, the script is apparently funny, I guess. I don't know how funny the show was. And even the great Maggie Smith might make an appearance in the movie. Uh, apparently, uh, in the last movie, it was sort of suggested that she was done uh, playing her character, the Dowager Countess, although she got rave reviews for it. Uh, but, you know, anything is apparently certainly possible. Certainly possible. Um, but uh, apparently the first film was written in a way that uh, led the potential for a sequel to come out. But uh, I guess we shall see. Um, will I watch Downton Abbey? Probably not. That's, I mean, I'm more of a Bridgerton fan myself. I uh, do like the period pieces, but, uh, you know, I, I I might give it a whirl down the road. Uh, but uh, if you are a big old Downton Abbey fan, uh, stay tuned for a future movie that should be filming uh, soon, I guess, as soon as they get everything organized with the COVID-19 stuff. But uh, it's apparently in the works. Moving along to health news, uh, watch out, charcuterie fans. Um, sometimes you want to, once, you know, people are vaccinated and masking stuff, people like to get together. They like to have their little, little, little tray of meats and cheese. Well, there's a salmonella issue popping around here right now. An outbreak linked to Italian-style deli meats. Uh, apparently a lot of Italian-style deli meats are a little raw, I guess, compared to other meats. And salmonella is popping about a bit. Apparently, as of this week, uh, people who are eating um, uh, salami and prosciutto, uh, and which is usually found in antipasta or charcuterie boards, uh, as of this week, 36 people have fallen ill and 12 been hospitalized across 17 states. Now, fortunately, uh, no deaths have been reported. Uh, no foods have been recalled yet because the CDC is still trying to figure out exactly which meats are um, which meats are contaminated with salmonella? So they, they they can't quite figure that out yet. But the CDC is saying that until they figure out which it is, they should really heat all Italian salad meats to internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit, or or until a steaming or until steaming hot before you eat it uh, to reduce the risk. Um, heating food to that temperature will help kill the back the germs that cause salmonella. Uh, if you are 65 years or older, they can be, it can, it, it can get you. It can get you. 
Now, salmonella is happens more often when people ingest uh, raw foods like meat, eggs, poultry, or other egg products. Uh, salmonella poisoning can cause fever, stomach cramps, diarrhea. Uh, it usually kicks in six hours to six days after someone is infected. Uh, more, more serious uh, symptoms of salmonella include headache, chills, vomiting, nausea, and bloody stools. Mmm. Isn't that just delightful? Um, now, these usually show up... Uh, symptoms usually clear in four to seven days. Most people do not need special treatment for it, but it can send people to the hospital, and it can last for weeks in rare uh, in rare cases. Um, in, in some cases, in some cases, salmonella can cause someone to be seriously ill by infecting bones, joints, nervous system, or their urine. And uh, although that what one hundred over a million people are infected with salmonella every year, twenty six thousand are hospitalized, and about four hundred people die every year from salmonella poisoning. So it is a uh, it is a very serious thing. Uh, most treatment can be done at home, uh, just just drinking water, eating ice chips. Uh, you know, it's it's you, you get dehydrated. You get very, very dehydrated with salmonella. And uh, sometimes they need to give you some uh, antibiotics. But anyways, deli meats, Italian deli meats, charcuterie, antipasta plates, be mindful, salami, and prosciutto. Uh, you may want to you may want to hold off on that for a wee bit until they figure out exactly which meats are contaminated. What else is also dangerous, my friends, is driving home after a long day of work and having nothing all that interesting to listen to on the radio. Well, <laughs> allow me to issue, not a warning, but a recommended suggestion. Listen to the Rock Sessions. It is our drive time show here on AWSM Radio. And my pal Rocks, the beautiful, fantastic, talented lady that she is, is going to make sure your evening commute home is fun. Featuring... The hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make it rock, rock style. The Rock Sessions, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Right here on AWSM Radio. Go to the website, download the app, so you, my friends, do not miss The Rock Sessions. Right here on AWSM Radio. We now go from Central America to Hawaii, where the governor of Hawaii is encouraging tourists not to come to the island right now due to a surge of coronaviruses, saying, quote, this is a risky time to be traveling now. Um, so he is uh, highly encouraging. He hasn't banned travel. I don't know if he can or can't anyways, but he's saying he, he should only come to Hawaii for essential business activities only. Uh, he's saying if visitors do come, they will not have a typical good Hawaiian vacation. Uh, restaurant capacity is restricted, and rental vehicles apparently are very limited. So there will be many places to eat, and it's going to be hard to get around Hawaii because of the situation out there with COVID-19. Um, apparently, hospitals are reaching capacity out there. There have been almost 10,000 new cases in the past two weeks. And the majority of them are on the island of Oahu, uh, the Hawaii's popular destination for travelers over there. 
Uh, now he's saying that people are bringing COVID from other places to Hawaii. Uh, ICU beds are filling up. Uh, they're saying that uh, the surge is because of tourists have come in. And uh, their health system is getting very, very, very taxed and will become crippled if things don't change. Now, probably say to yourself, oh, well, there's, there's, you know, there haven't been much lower deaths, so things are fine. Well, friends, don't know how many times I have to explain this. Uh, I've explained this a whole bunch, but in 2021, hospital capacity is increased. You know, 2020 really made people figure out how can we help more people. So, while cases are up, the hospital systems have been able to absorb that. But there's soon to be more cases than there were during the past three bumps of COVID. And once those once those hospitals are filled, then that's it. That's it, friends. That's that's all that there is. Um, that means if you have COVID, there'll be no one available to help you. And just because there's COVID-19 going on, that doesn't mean all other health things have come to come to a stop now. People have strokes, heart attacks, cuts, broken bones, other medical needs. And if medical resources are all, they're all dedicated towards, frankly, these slack-jawed yokels who aren't going to wear a mask and get a vaccine, you, then you, you will be, you would have to wait. Uh, there's a story I read last week that someone in Texas were shot six times and had to wait a week for surgery because all the beds were taken up by COVID-19 people. So I guess he was fine. They patched him up, pulled the bullets out, but to repair him, to fix him up properly, he would have to wait because all the resources were dedicated towards COVID-19 people. So, friends, get yourself a vaccine, throw on a mask, discard your some semblance of notion of what HIPAA laws are and what the Constitution says, because chances are you don't know what you're talking about, and just contribute a smidgen, a smidgen to society and help us get through this fourth wave, okay? Does this mean you might have to get a booster shot every year? Yeah, it might mean you have to get a booster shot every year. Is that the worst thing? No, no it isn't. You should get a flu shot every year is what you should be doing. That would help, you know, make hospitals more efficient during regular flu season. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, anyways, I'll got my soapbox there. Uh, so, the health director said that uh, in Hawaii, COVID cases have gone up for the past 10 weeks in a row. And it is becoming an issue over there. Uh, just as a reminder, folks, the Pfizer vaccine has received full... FDA approval, okay, for this, it's not emergency use only, it is fully approved, fully approved, uh, and uh, according to the latest statistics, 62% of Hawaiian citizens are fully vaccinated, according to the state. So, Hawaiian-bound friends, you might want to reconsider travel, uh, because even if you are fully vaccinated and wearing a mask and a hazmat suit, there's not a lot of stuff to do in Hawaii right now because everyone, lots of people are sick over there. Now, my friends, Hawaii is not the only uh, place taking COVID seriously. So is the NFL. And for good reason, because they want to make their money. So the NFL is requiring uh, their players to wear masks, uh, observe COVID protocols, and wear tracking devices. Um... 
Uh, so if someone does get COVID-19, they can quickly figure out who has been in contact with who so they can quarantine that and prevent a larger outbreak. Well, they've issued uh, $14,650 fines, that's each, to 25 players in the league for failing or refusing to wear a mask or tracking devices. Um, so I think that's good because they do have a new rule there that if there is a uh, COVID outbreak on a team that requires that team to cancel a game, uh, they're not going to add more weeks to the season. If they can't make up that game in a bye week, then they for then that, that team forfeits that game. And players on both teams don't get paid. So that is their financial incentive about being careful about COVID is if you get COVID and it gets all over the place, you had one big old dance party with your players and your fellow players and everyone gets COVID and we can't do the game, then you lose and you don't get paid. But now it does everyone else in the other get paid. They're not going to like you either. So, um, so uh, this is many of the folks' first uh, violations. Uh, they've handed out 120 written warnings to people. And repeated violations include higher amounts of fines and can include, it can include, a four-game unpaid suspension. Which, you know, it's going to hurt your team's chances and also hurt, hurt your bank account as well. So, but uh, I, I, I am, I am fine with this. I am fine with this. I mean, they're looking out for their profits, and they have ways that people can stay healthy. Uh, these slack-jawed yokels don't know how science works. Then you don't get paid. You don't get paid. Moving on to entertainment news: Former Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Nicholas Brendan is in trouble with the law once again. Um, I. I don't know, don't exactly know what the demographic of folks who listen to my show know, but I um, was a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, fan. Uh, did watch it when it first aired, but like appreciated the rerun reruns, and actually, over the course of quarantine, went through the entire season, and then also the spinoff Angel as well. Um, but he played Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and, uh, since the end of that show, which was over a decade ago, maybe more, more, decade and a half? Holy moly. Uh, has had numerous problems with the law, including, uh, property damage, criminal mischief, uh, domestic violence, and, uh, this apparently he was, uh, arrested for obtaining some prescription drugs fraudulently, fraudulently. Uh, apparently, he was pulled over in Indiana. Uh, law enforcement saw him driving erratically. And then when he got pulled over, he had a visibly racing pulse, which, that's, that's, that's a high pulse. And his hands were shaking. He uh, gave an ID belonging to his brother, his twin brother, Kelton, uh, which uh, also, who uh, appeared on one episode of Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when he was, he was doubled, so it was two of him. And his twin brother played the other version of him. It's a really neat episode. But um, they found a small plastic bag with some crystal powder, crystal slash powder inside, and a pill bottle. And uh, they think that he was either selling pills or abusing pills using a fake ID. So he committed prescription drug fraud. Um, so he, he has gone to rehab a few times, but he 
just can't quite uh, can't quite uh, stay on the wagon. I mean, addiction is a terrible thing. I certainly hope he gets the help that he needs. Um, but he has been uh, arrested once again uh, with 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 his legal issues. He does go to conventions. I guess that's how he plays. Uh, I guess how he plays pays his bills and whatnot. He does do a little work here and there. But uh, his character is very beloved, a very much beloved character on the series. Uh, just a shame that he's this is where he has ended up. But hopefully, Mister Mister Xander Harris, uh, Nicholas Brendan will get the rehab help he needs. And uh, it's never you're never really cured. You just kind of keep on going, and by every day keep on going. But uh, hopefully, he gets help he needs and will be better and stay out of legal trouble. My friends. If you're like me, you enjoy sports, and as we get closer to fall, more sports will be heating up. I'm personally a football fan myself. Well, go no further for your weekly dose of sports-related radio. You need to check out Married to the Game. It is AWSM Radio's uh, sports show here on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Uh, stars Brian, Joe, and Mac Daddy. They're going to bring their insights, their analytics, their expertise on, on all things games to the table, and what kind of sports show would it be without a little bit of trash talking, so it's a very enjoyable show. You need to follow these folks on the Instagram. Joe at Turn Up The Jets, Nick at the Mac Daddy Ryan Show, Brian at Bolstered underscore up underscore sports, and then the show itself, Married to the Game, at MTTG Radio, all on Instagram. Follow them. I think you'll enjoy them. They do a very good job. So listen, Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Married to the Game, right here on AWSM Radio. Moving on to business news, Walmart is getting into the local delivery game, uh, connecting retailers with local customers. They are launching a uh, service called Go Local. Um, it is going to be a white label service that will deliver goods from other local retailers to customers. That's right. Uh, so Walmart will be selling their own things, but they're going to open up, um, I guess, applications so that other people can sell things to people online, and then Walmart's uh, distribution system will uh, then move those goods from the stores to the people who are ordering them. So they're going to be using, obviously, gig workers, much like the Amazon Prime delivery vans that you see out there. Those aren't owned by Amazon. Those are companies working with Amazon. Um, they're going to uh, use that as well as self-driving vehicles and drones as the technology becomes uh, available and whatnot. Obviously, they will take a cut of any sales like they usually do. But uh, that means in some areas, in some areas... Uh, you may be able to get uh, two-hour delivery. Like if you order some groceries, it may come to you within two hours. Or if you need a cord for a computer, it will be it'll come to you. You know, it will come will come to you within two hours. Obviously, that'd be a little bit more expensive. Or also do two-day delivery, uh, which they may do through FedEx, who they partner with. But that has not been really described yet of how exactly they're going to figure that out. Uh, anyways, they expect to launch this um, within by the end of the year. Uh, in 2016, they bought an e-commerce startup called Jet.com, which I uh, not worked with, but 
used as the vendor for a past client before they got bought out. Um, they started to do grocery orders in 2018. Uh, then they uh, did a, launch a fulfillment service in 2020, uh, competing with uh, Amazon and Shopify. And uh, now they're entering this market as well. So um, can't say it is a... Um, uh, uh, I mean, it's good. There's more competition out there uh, with Amazon and these other services. Uh, Amazon launched a similar service called Amazon Shipping in 2018 to compete with UPS and FedEx, but uh, they suspended it last year eh, because of COVID-19 type stuff. But uh, Walmart getting into the game, I would imagine that Target is looking carefully at this as well. That's one of their main competitors. And um, hey, and listen, folks. Uh, the more competition, the better it is for everyone else. So, uh, and if, if, if small-time retailers can connect to other customers and utilize the shipping and distribution services of Walmart, I think, if done properly, it would be a good thing. I'd be very interested, very, very curious to see how this turns out. And, um, I don't know, I might, I might order more stuff for Walmart. Hate going there, because uh, I, it's just a personal thing. Whenever I go to Walmart looking for something, they never have it. They never have it. They just they just don't have it. I mean, it must be a coincidence, but it feels like it happens more to me than other folks. I think that smiley face sees me coming, whistles to his other smiley face friends, and then hides the stuff that I'm looking for. Conspiracy? Only if it's not true. Anyways, Walmart, go local. Check it out. Should be popping up in your area by the end of this year. Next, friends... Watch out, Tokyo. Watch out, Singapore. A new European city, a capital, has overtaken them as the world's safest city. Copenhagen was named the world's safest city by a new study from the Economist Intelligent Unit, uh, saying it was the world's safest city. Uh, they study five pillars of urban security, uh, digital, health, infrastructure, personal, and environmental uh, Copenhagen topped the charts with 82.4 points out of 100. Uh, after that was Toronto with 82.2. And then Singapore, Sydney, and Tokyo rounded out the next top five. So they put a lot of stuff into um, this study. Uh, they look at 60 cities. They look at 76 indicators of security to get a better picture of the uh this the the safety in that in that city now obviously uh covid 19 hurt global safety in terms of you know health and whatnot and uh digital security has also become a very important thing to measure uh to see how secure uh, digital networks are so people can do business and have commerce and whatnot uh infrastructure has changed uh, infrastructure is also something they look at and safety and whatnot. So it's a very interesting study. It's a very interesting study. And I mean, it, it, a lot of people just use it for marketing and whatnot. But uh, it's a good way for cities to look at how well they are doing and uh, improvements that they can they can make. So for those keeping score at home, the world's top 10, top 10, top 10 uh, safest cities in the world, according to the economist, economist, economist. Economist Intelligence Unit are number one, Copenhagen, number two, Toronto, number three, Singapore, number four, Sydney, number five, Tokyo, number six, uh, Amsterdam, 
Number seven, Wellington, which is in New Zealand, for those who don't know. Number eight, Hong Kong. Number eight, Melbourne. And number ten, Stockholm. Stockholm. Now, the, the cities who ended up at the bottom of the list uh, were uh, Lagos, which I believe is in Nigeria, uh, Cairo, uh, Caracas, Karachi, and Yagan. Uh, they, they were the least safe, safest cities uh, in, in the world for a variety of reasons, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're trying their best and whatnot. But, uh, yes, if you want to go to a safe urban city, Copenhagen is the place to be the world's Safest city, according to this year's economist, econo that's a hard word for me to say today, according to the EIU, which is the first letters of that name of that new wide-reaching study. So if you go there, friends, send me a postcard. I love getting postcards. It's like my favorite thing to get. Finally this week, folks, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles popular cartoon I was growing up has been redone a few times over the years, with uh, mixed success, I guess you could say. But I'm always always was a fan of the cartoon and the the earlier movies. Well, they have been releasing video games of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently. Uh, I remember the big arcade game battle game they had there, sort of smash them up, beat them up, scrolling game. Very good stuff for at the time. They are releasing more games like that, and guess who is joining them in the brawl? April O'Neil, that's right, there are some video games coming up here soon, which April O'Neil, the yellow jumpsuited reporter, uh, you can play as a playable character in this game. And it is long past due that this vital character in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle world has the ability to, you can play as that person in the game. Next up, hopefully Casey Jones, but it's great that April O'Neil is now a playable character. I think it's great, I mean... I think it is it is long overdue. Uh, she of course does some martial arts stuff, but I think what's really interesting is in her um, her fights, her fight moves. She incorporates some of her reporter uh, stuff, like she'll throw a camera, she'll mic drop onto someone's head, and the mic will like blow up and and defeat the person. So I think it is really, really, really amazing. So she will be appearing in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge, and also in Nickelodeon's Brawl for All, which is uh, basically their version of the uh, Smash Brothers. Oh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Apologies. Uh, which basically is the version of the uh, uh, Nintendo uh, Smash Brothers game, basically bringing characters to fight and whatnot. Uh, they're going to be released in 2022, and uh, if I can get my hands on some of these games, I definitely will try them out. So, congratulations, fellow redhead April O'Neil, for making your debut in various video games. Maybe one day, your old pal Colt Sebastian Taylor will pop up in one of these games as well. Maybe. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, here on AWSM Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Rizzle, on the Instagram, and on Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. You can catch past episodes or even subscribe if you end up being busy on the weekend at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. In fact, you should just subscribe anyway, so because you may want to for listening to the show later in the week. I think you would. I think I think it's, it has value. Uh, but uh, anyways, if you think I should be covering a story, hit me up on social media. 
uh, bookmark ColtSebastianTaylor.com for all things Colt Sebastian Taylor. And uh, until next week, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor. And I'll see you later.